Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Hey, uh, Ty, uh, Jamel Charlo uh, has a fight coming up on the uh, on July 13th with uh, Brian Castina. Do you have any idea on that? Yeah, that that will be uh, a unification foul, foul, actually. It's for all the marbles at 154. Uh, Brian Castellano just defeated, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name right quick. Um, he just defeated uh, Patrick Teixeira for the, tel- the title. Patrick Teixeira was looked at as the vulnerable champion. Arizonde uh, Laura fought Brian Castano a few, uh, maybe a couple years back, and, you know, Castano held him to a draw. So Castano's mm-hmm. the real deal. I favor Charlo going in. Charlo's the more proven commodity. Um, and stylistically, uh, I favor Charlo as well. But Castano's the guy who's going to push him. He's going to make it a tough rocket fight. And uh, it's a real fight in the unification. So you know, who mm-hmm. we look for in boxing? The, the best fight of the best that's happening at 154. Good. Z? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with Ty uh, totally. Um, with Charlo, uh, you, you have to favor him right now. And simple as this. Uh, as good as Cassano is, Charlo has a power edge. <laughs> he has a power edge. Um, Cassano will get hit. <laughs> so there's a few things that goes on there. Um, mm-hmm. The thing with the Charlos is just really, uh, they, as good as they are, they're, they're sort of basic. They're, gonna, they're one, two guys. I'm saying both brothers. Um, they have the differences between each other, but um, they're, they're both basically one-two guys. Um, what the older brother showed me when he fought Derichenko, or the, tall, or the bigger brother, I'm going to say, the, a heavier one, uh, mm-hmm. when he fought Derichenko, that he can move his feet pretty good and, and, and that he can make a guy respect his range of, of high level, respect his power, and really kind of be careful about how, they, how they're going to run up on them, how they're going to go about getting to them. Uh, but with that said, it, it, it's promotions killing a lot of fights. It, it, these promoters, it, I mean, it's just, I mean, Charlo should be, I mean, he should have been fought a Golovkin. And been, or been, I mean, you know, these guys should have been fought the, the, the respective guys in their, in their weight. Because for goodness sake, Canelo was at 154 when <clears throat> Charlo was at 154. Canelo was there when they were, or, you know. Or, so that's been a while. So I would just like to see these guys kind of, you know, this promotion to kind of, just, but we know how that is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bob, uh, I got a question for you. Um, Misha Tate all of a sudden is coming out in, in the trade saying that she's ready for uh, – Ronda Rousey, what's your thoughts on that? Well, Ronda's retired, so I don't know about Ronda Rousey being ready for it, but maybe um, Nunes yeah. or something, you know what I mean? So, uh, but she's probably saying that, you know, if there, I didn't see anything about Ronda, but she had a chance back in the day to beat her if she would have fought her, her style and not try to beat her Ronda's way. But, uh, you know, exactly. again, She's, she's coming. She's coming out. She's, she's got good skills. You know, she's coming off a, a big layoff. She's got two kids. Um, she's one of my faves. Um, I am behind her talking as much smack as she needs to to get a title shot right after retirement. To pull a John Jones, to pull a Conor McGregor. To, you know, using her name to get right to the top. Uh, you know, like those other guys did. Um, but other than that, you know, she probably has to get back in the mix uh, and, and work her way up. So if she can mm-hmm. smack talk a lot right now and get the fan base there, she can maybe get uh, uh, walk right out of re- or, uh, uh, a semi-retirement and, uh, and mm-hmm. get a title shot. Mm-hmm. The only reason why that's not going to happen for her is because she was destroyed by Amanda Nunes. That's how Amanda Nunes became the champ. She destroyed right. Misha Tate before destroying Ronda Rousey, and she's still the champ, and she's universally regarded as the best woman fighter ever, whether we agree or disagree. That's her universal ranking right now. Um, with that said, Misha would have to come back, five-year layoff, and she would have to she'd have to get a fight under her belt at least. You know, she maybe if she were to jump in with the top contender and defeat a top contender, her name recognition could warrant the rematch. But coming off five years uh, retirement, it, it'd be a tough sell. I remember... Uh, Amanda Nunes beat her up brutally. She broke her nose, like she broke her face, yeah. and she beat her up. 
So uh, I don't think that's going to be an easy sell. But with Misha Tate's name recognition, her regards and respect in the sport, um, I think if she were to come and beat you know, one or two top contenders, uh, she'd be right there. Amanda Nunez mm-hmm. just got signed to fight Julia Pena. Julia Pena is a pretty dangerous submission grappler, but uh, I, I see Amanda Nunez walking over her as well. So that's that's mm-hmm. kind of the problem. I think if somebody else were the champion, then maybe Misha Tate would have a claim. But, I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the GOAT right now is the champion, and the GOAT took the title by destroying Misha Tate. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I think that uh, Misha Tate, she's a dog. She's a scrapper. I mean, she, yeah. she she has that she has that in her. But I, I mean, to be honest, even with you know the initial question, if Ronda Rousey came out of retirement and trained hard enough, and Misha Tate and her is going to end the same way it did before. Well, he yeah, think he's diving head first into the clinch with Ronda Rousey. I watched that fight. I remember watching that fight. I, 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 yeah, I was a, I was a more of a Misha Tate fan, and I'm watching her basically outbox Ronda Rousey just diving into the clinch. Remember, we just kept saying, "Stop doing that! If you stop doing that, maybe you can win." She just kept. So every time Bob says Misha Tate fought the wrong fight against Ronda Rousey, that's all I that I remember is yeah. just absolutely the wrong fight. She dove into the clinch mm-hmm. with the judo expert. Yeah, you don't you don't go where you into the bear's den. You know what I mean? And and when Ronda was on top too, and I still have my gym going, you know, I tell all the girls that were fighting for me at the time, I'm like, look, if you go in there and keep your distance, like don't let her touch you. Don't let her grab you. Don't let her get, you know what I mean? Make her make her strike with you. Keep that distance. She doesn't have a good uh, shot. You, you know, you literally have to go in and wrap up with her or clinch with her yeah. for her to get that top. You know, so it's not like she's going to shoot on you. So you just back and, and, and stay there. But they, everyone would rush it and try to get right in there. And you get in there to where Ronda can grab you, and now you're getting hit top. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, Z, uh, Joe Smith, uh really stepped up on uh, Saturday night, didn't he? I think Joe Smith got a gift, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I saw the, I saw that whole fight, and uh, Joe, he, he put on a good performance the last round and right. maybe one other round, I mean, where, where he put, you know, he, he actually caught uh, uh, Rassoff. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, Rassoff cleanly, to me, outboxed Joe. He cleanly, Joe was swinging, I mean, he was Grazing, I mean, when he hit, for the most part, he was grazing, and he was doing a lot of missing. He was, he, mm-hmm. And when he wasn't missing, his fists were kind of shy. And Vlasov worked all fight long, and he connected to me all fight long. It was a good competitive fight. Joe came out there and put forth an effort that I, I, I thought I would see a better Joe Smith, but to be honest, against certain competition, Joe Smith, is who he is, and I always said somebody can move their feet on Joe. Joe has a problem, and I saw that. I saw that, but I think you know the crowd, and you, you just see it. Joe made it competitive enough for him to get the decision. But I thought he really, I thought he did not earn that. I thought Vlasov mm-hmm. earned the victory. Mm-hmm. So last week, right on this very show, we predicted the fight. I predicted Joe Smith would edge it. Zito predicted glass off with edge. Joe Smith edged the fight, and I was dead wrong in my prediction. Even though the guy I predicted to win the fight got the decision, I was dead wrong in my prediction because Glassoff should have got that decision by about three rounds or so. Joe Smith, he, see here, the reason why I honestly thought Joe Smith would win the fight is because I didn't think Glassoff, I didn't think Joe Smith would be able to drop Glassoff. I know Glassoff is extremely durable. But I thought he could hurt him enough to be able to control enough of the rounds. Instead, he didn't. He hurt him, he hurt him one round. He hit him with some really, really good shots, but it never slowed down Vlasov's work rate. And ultimately, Joe Smith, the puncher, couldn't keep Vlasov off of him. Uh-oh. And so, in my opinion, Vlasov won that fight, in my opinion, like eight rounds mm-hmm. before. Seven to five if you're, if you're shading all rounds towards Joe Smith that are close. I thought it was a pretty clear victory for Vlasov, and, you know, he did file a protest. Um, nothing ever comes to those protests filed like that, being honest with you, for bad decisions. Um, but, you know, it's not the worst robbery I've seen, but nonetheless, somebody walked out with a bag they shouldn't have. 
That's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Bob, uh, well, what's going on with uh, Israel uh, and uh, Victoria Kelly? 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 Think uh, uh, heading towards their fight. Simon? No, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't. Uh, oh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go I was going to say Martin Vittori fought Kevin Holland last week, and he, you know, he beat Kevin Holland predictably. And Martin Vittori's on a like five fight win streak. He's beaten a guy in the top five. So you know, he, his last loss was a split decision loss to Israel Adesanya. So he's calling him out. Um, The only thing about that is tonight, Robert Whitaker fights Kevin Gastelum. And the fact of the matter is, Robert Whitaker, who is the number one contender, he's in pole position for a title shot, has been for a little bit now. If he has an impressive performance and wins this fight tonight against Kevin Holland, Martin Vittori is not, or against Kevin Gastelum, Martin Vittori will not be able to jump Robert Whitaker. If Kevin Gastelum wins, the chances are, Martin Vittori could get that title shot. Though, Kevin Gastelum against Israel Adesanya is a very sellable fight because they had a fight of the year contender when they last fought. The only problem is is that Kevin Gastelum is kind of up and down since then. So this is straight wins for him. Uh, but I don't know if that would be enough. Uh, like, you know, like, ultimately, like, three and four or three and three or four and four over his last, you know, few fights. I don't know if that mm-hmm. would be enough for Gastelum to surpass the Tory, but the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is if Whitaker wins, he's the next guy who probably gets the title shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're doing three positioning fights tonight. You know, they got uh, mm-hmm. Whitaker versus Gastelum for the for that, and that's you know the main event. But co-main event is Jeremy Stephens versus Drakkar close as well. So they're you know Stephens or Jeremy Stephens is jockeying for position as well. Then you go down a little bit further to co co-main event. You got heavyweight Andre Arlovsky versus Kate uh, Sherman. So again, Arlovsky, if he doesn't do a good uh, showing tonight, he might be on the chopping block. You know, very, very possible. Uh, and, and when Arlovsky doesn't show up, he, he usually goes to sleep. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's a, here's one for all of you. Um, will there be a trilogy between McGregor? And Poirier. First, I hear it's on, then I hear it's off. <laughs> no, they signed it. They, it was so. It, it it was off because obviously Dustin came out and, and, and you know put out on social media that McGregor didn't actually donate to the charity, even though they had yeah. exchange bank information. McGregor got mad and fights off. Someone else could get this money. Yada 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 yada. Uh, Dustin came out and said, "You know what? I probably shouldn't have put that on social media." About two hours later, you read the fight was signed. So the fight yeah. is actually official now. So that was really much ado about nothing. Okay. All right, with that in mind, a little intro, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, with that in mind, Bob, you want to uh, you want to try and pick a winner on that one? Just for shit and giggles, I hope Poirier knocks him out again. You know what I mean? Um, or puts the hurt on him again. Uh, unlike the first time McGregor took it on Poirier, Poirier came back as a whole new man and really showed uh, McGregor. So McGregor's either going to go back to the drawing board, train his butt off, and, and come back as the old McGregor we know, or he's going to, you know, he's in a lap of luxury right now. I mean, he's always, you know, taking pictures now, GQ, his 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 stylish stuff, and he's with so and so running on his yacht that's not a lot of training time i mean i understand he's enjoying life he's got some money but if you want to stay on top you got to put the hours in the gym brother so sure um yeah so so i would like to see just just because of mcgregor's mouth and 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 beating up an old guy for his vodka i want Poyer to win again um but if 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 mcgregor does pull out the victory um he's just going to be being right in there and taking, I, I think everyone will probably try to take money shots at him before he goes back after the title, you know. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. wants that title too, so we'll sure. see. I, I think that um, I, I think that McGregor, it, it really McGregor is a more dynamic fighter than Poirier. Poirier mm-hmm. all around is better. 
McGregor is more dynamic. And one thing I'm going to say is this: McGregor, after he he's been doing too much, you know, lately. Mm-hmm. And going into that Poirier fight, he's been doing way too much. That not associated with fighting for the most part. Mm-hmm. Not associated yeah. with MMA fighting. Um, right. I think he needed he needed Poirier knocked a, a bit of that rust off. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, a focused McGregor, I think he beats Poirier. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he's just that dynamicism, because Poirier had to eat shots even in the fight they they fought. They just, mm-hmm. they just fought. I mean, now McGregor put himself in danger, especially those leg kicks. But I think mm-hmm. Connor, a uh, uh, focused Connor, he beats Poirier. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can um, see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. See. Um, Connor Ben only took uh, 80 seconds in the first round to uh, do away with his man. Um, do you have any idea what happened there? Was he just not prepared? Well, when you come out cold and and the guy starts nailing you and you react and he starts nailing you even cleaner, then that, that that's what happens. Um, and that, you know the oh, man was his name, Debbie Vargas. Samuel Vargas. Samuel Vargas is high quality. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Samuel Vargas is high quality. Um, as far as weight, you know, uh, Ben looked a little bigger, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, just, just in that form and fashion, Vargas is a guy who kind of take. He's not a fast starter anyway, for the most part. But uh, you don't just see. You don't see that guy. You know that 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 showed me something. Now. If, What's going to happen if a guy can eat that or a guy can avoid that for a few rounds and then, you know what I mean, things slow down, minds slow down, the fights slow down. What's going to happen then? You know, that's yet to be seen, but that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 80 seconds of the first round. At, uh, yeah. Hell, I'd have done that for that kind of money. Not if I say move fuck. Um, I, I guess uh, I, I'm going to go round the table on this one. Uh, tonight's big battle that everybody's pushing. Uh, um, I, I guess you know the uh, Jake Easy Paul Cunningham fight, uh, against Frank. I don't want to bring it up. I don't even want to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that clown shoe. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's a card of that. It's a whole yeah. card of that. Well, yeah, there's one yeah. good fight on that card, right? One really good boxing match, and that that's at 140, but they weighed in at a, a little over the weight um, for the fight. But that's between Regis Progray, who's the former mm-hmm. unified 140-pound ah. champion, and he's fighting Ivan Redkick, who uh, mm-hmm. has, has always been a you know a durable contender. He got stopped by Danny Garcia, obviously uh, one of the last times he was out. He was a guy who fought Adrian Redkick. Our record's been around, um, but he's the guy who brings the fight. Doesn't usually win the fight when he fights elite level, but he brings the fight. And he's fighting Reach the Progress. So it's a, it's a real a real fight tonight on that card, actually, um, mm-hmm. of you know, Circus matches and, and easy contracts. Okay. You know, uh, earlier, uh, well, I guess it was last night's fight, uh, Julia Budd uh, defeated uh, Danny Silva. Um, what do you think about that, uh, Bob? Yeah, that was in the prelims of Bellator 257, or uh, the yeah. pretty much the, the main event of the prelims. But um, yeah, she did uh, she did good. That Julia Buzz uh, recently lost to Cyborg too. So um, mm-hmm. as far as that Deanna Silva, um, that was her uh, Bellator debut. So um, mm-hmm. it was a good victory, um, you know, for her. And uh, um, yeah, excellent, excellent showing. Yeah, was kind of surprised yeah, he, Juliana Budd was on the prelims because she is the former Bellator featherweight champion. She, she when she lost yeah. five, she lost the title, um, and she had to fence that title quite a few times. So I was a little surprised she was on the prelims. Nonetheless, she performed admirably. I, I, I've always been a fan of Julia Budd. She's only lost to uh, Cyborg and uh, someone else, but like she's only lost to so like the very very best. 
I think it's like Cyborg, Nina, she has victory, I think, over Duranami. So I've always liked Julia Budd. was a little surprised she was on a prelims, but she was the featured prelim, kind of that Dominic Cruz spot where you're the featured yeah. prelim. And that, so with Dominic Cruz said, is when you're the featured prelim, that that's when the most eyes are on you because he said a lot of people don't pay for the pay-per-view. When you're the main event of the last free fight before right. the pay-per-view, that, that was his thing. That's why they put Julia Budd. So maybe it was the lead into the main card. But the main card had had a light heavyweight Grand Prix fight. Corey Anderson coming over from UFC having a second fight. Her fight was against, for whatever reason, Melvin Manhoff. And he won by uh, TKO third round. Mm -hmm. And also, also the reigning light heavyweight champion having his first defense, that's Vadim Nemkov, a Fedor Emelianenko protege. And he went ahead and had a rematch with uh, Bill Davis. Davis. The yeah. first time. And he went ahead and won the unanimous decision uh, last night. So he will go on to face. So here it is. Corey Anderson now faces Ryan Bader, who defeated Leo Cheetah last weekend. And right. Vadim Demkoff, the current Bellator light heavyweight champion, 29 years old, 28 years old, young in his pride. He faces the winner of Yo Romero against Anthony Rumble Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Bellator is yeah. a little bit of noise. Yeah, the tournament they're doing is really cool. I mean, back back in our day, we did, you know, two or three fights in one night tournament style. And I like yeah. I like how Bellator's uh, stretching it out, you know, so <laughs> gives everyone tens. But it's still a, a tournament style. Um, but it's giving you several weeks and, and, and in between bouts and stuff to rehab. So it's still an awesome uh, gauntlet to, for those guys to run. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of talent in that division, my share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then you get, we've got – one uh, night. That's kind of tough, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we also have uh, Jamal Charlo is uh, fighting next month. Uh, he's fighting uh, uh, Juan Marquez uh, Montel. Uh, you think yeah, I have anything on yeah, that? Yeah, Juan Marquez Montel, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Juan Marquez Montel had like a, a either a draw or a – I mean, he had a really, really – I think it was a draw with like Hugo Sentido, who Charlo knocked mm-hmm. out in the third round. Um, mm-hmm. Charlo, you know, his best competition – at middleweight came in his last fight, and he performed admirably against Sergey Derevchenko. A lot of people thought mm-hmm. Derevchenko, even though he went in as the underdog, a lot of people thought Derevchenko would win. Um, and he won cleaner over Derevchenko than both Danny Jacobs and Gennady Golovkin. So it was an impressive mm-hmm. performance. Uh, the guy he's fighting, Macy Fontiel, uh, is back to the kind of cannon fodder guys he was fighting before he uh, accidentally fought Matt Korobov and ultimately no. Sergey Derevchenko. So this is a, a drastic step down in competition from the last fight. Um, mm-hmm. This is a guy he should take care of uh, within a few rounds. But with that said, you know, I was watching the Andre Liam Williams fight earlier today. And uh, if, if, if I'm if I'm uh, Charles people, I'm going to take that fight. Get his title. Get his title. Uh, the problem with the Charlos, talked about earlier. They could be outmaneuvered. They could be outboxed. And, and really by outboxed, I mean outmaneuvered. Kind of in front of them, even if you're a pretty good boxer, but in front of them, these guys make pretty good adjustments, and they have good timing. They're smart. But the thing about the Charlos, man, is they're both very durable, and they're both dogs. They press, and they press, and they press. That's part of the reason why they can be outboxed, because they have a the, the Charlo at 154, Jamel. They have tendency to press a little too hard to become a little too broke. But the thing about those guys is you're not going to beat them right now in a fight. And mm-hmm. Andre, to me, he can't fight. He can even, you know what? He's awkward. He's rangy. Um, he can box off the back foot pretty well and punch on the fly. The boxing is more than just, you know, people always think the boxing is the guy that's 
Um, I, he wants the money shot. Everyone wants the money shot. McGregor's the 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 the, the cash cow right now with that name. Right. You know, again, depending on how he does against Poirier. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if he goes down the rankings a little bit, and you know, say Poirier wins, you know, uh, Diaz might have a have a go at him. Um, you know, again, mm-hmm. Dana's going to go where he can make the money. But you know, McGregor beats. Uh, uh, like uh, Z said, McGregor comes in uh, fully trained and takes out Poirier. Well, then Diaz doesn't really have a, a, a go at him because he's going to be in the top of the position. And Diaz is messed. You know, both the brothers have. Uh, I, I used to be zero fan of theirs um, because of the trash talking. As our fans know, that like I'm not a big fan of the trash talking, but you know, if it gets you somewhere. Um, but uh, the Diaz brothers, until they did a, uh, an interview where he's like, hey, it's part of my, my show. And then I was like, oh, I just fell in love with him. You know what I mean? Like, if he's going out there right. and playing the bad guy role and he's trying to sell tickets, then, I, and then I'm totally behind it. Um, but, you know, if you really like that in person. But then I, you know, I did some more further investigating. And, you know, I hear both the Diaz brothers are, are great, uh, great guys in their, in their uh, area, at their gym. Um, they look out for everyone's team, so they're really good guys. So, um, again, they're, they're kind of out of the, uh, the loop as far as, you know, uh, uh, constantly fighting and stuff and staying in the mix. So the, the only really thing he's got is, is to get on the Internet and, and spout off and see money. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right, well, while we're on that, let's do uh, Amanda Nunez and uh, Juliana uh, Penny. Pena. So uh, she, Juliana has got a great ground game, um, and uh, so that that's something to be uh, to to look out for. But Nunez right now is, is she just man? She's she's just a beast. I mean, you know, she's got a good enough ground, and she goes in there and she's crushing ladies. Um, I mean, she hits like a man, really. And she's you know she's in there. I think she's you know with uh, with alpha male, I think or. Um, and, you know, the only girl in her group and, you know, so she's, she's getting, uh, smacked around by some dudes too. So, so she knows that, that feeling, you know? Um, and so she's going in there and, and putting a, a hurting on everyone right now. And so she's, uh, very much listed as the goat. And I don't really think anybody's going to knock her off that, uh, uh, that bandwagon, uh, in her division, unless she has a bad day, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Amanda uh, is, is, is strong. She's extremely strong. I mean, just it, it seems that she has some sort of natural distress as far as just like upper body strength. I mean, well, she she kicked pretty hard too, Holly Holmes. But she, I mean, she just seems naturally strong. It's hard. To, I mean, I watched Valentina, her and Valentina fight twice, and as technical as Valentina is, I mean, Amanda just she was able to. Just, just kind of handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Ty, what do you think about uh, Daniel Dubois? He's got a uh, uh, fight coming up uh, June fifth with Bogdan. Uh, uh, what's it? Dinu. Yeah, and it's, it, yeah, Bogdan Dinu. It's, it's Daniel Dubois' comeback fight. Last time he was in the ring, he fought mm-hmm. Joe Joyce. And uh, right. he was the favorite going in. I thought Joe Joyce would win the fight. Joe Joyce won the fight. Um, he ended up stopping Daniel Dubois. I believe it was the 10th round. Daniel Dubois, for some reason, uh, well, not for some reason. He's a guy with a little bit more money behind him, so he had a larger lead on the scorecards. Uh, but what happened was he was he was actually losing the fight, and eventually he uh, suffered ocular damage. He, you know, had fractured orbital. Um and, you know, he had to recover, have surgery, have to recover from that. And so this is his first comeback fight. be interesting to see how he comes back from the first bit of adversity in his career. He's only 23 years old. So, you know, Joe Joyce is like 34. So mm-hmm. they both were undefeated. Joe Joyce was the guy who could least afford to lose that fight because of his right. Daniel Dubois, 23 years old, he can come again. There obviously are going to be some questions about his durability. Unfortunately, because he decided to take a knee, there will be questions about his heart. Um, but he can come back and prove all the naysayers wrong. 
23 is young in the sport, but it's very young for a heavyweight. So he has plenty of time to get himself together. We're talking about Stevie Cunningham and the circus card tonight with Stevie Cunningham being outweighed by 70 pounds fighting Frank Mir tonight, 60 or 70 pounds. But Stevie Cunningham is, is, you know what, when people think of Stevie Cunningham in boxing right now, a lot of people think, you know, he's the guy who knocked Tyson Fury down, the little guy who knocked Tyson Fury down. Um, but yet Fury is now widely considered the best heavyweight on the planet. So fighters, things can happen to them when they're young. It's how they respond. Remember, Bernard Hopkins lost his first fight and went on to be an all-time great. So Daniel Dubois is only 23. His comeback starts with Bogdan Dinu. It'll be very interesting to see how he responds. Well, Daniel Dubois, um, I, 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 it's good to see him get back. And that's because... I didn't question his heart. I didn't really question his eye. I questioned his lungs. And that was because he had to keep that big guy off of him. And he was doing a pretty good job until the effects of fighting a bigger guy who's trying to put it on. He's, he's like, because um, Joe Joyce, he brought he came to fight. And he put his weight on him. He tried to put his fist on him. I mean, he, he fought the big man's fight. And that wears the smaller guy out. Um, and we, we, I just saw Dubois just break, just get more, a little more tired, a little more, being able to do a little less offensively, being able to keep choice away a little less. And it just, it was a downhill fight and it was the lungs. I, I it just, it, as a, it just looking at the, the fighter, he, he couldn't do it. And that's the, the thing that we're going about when smaller guys, especially in heavyweight, when when a one punch does kind of matter uh, more than any weight, you, you're a little guy. You're watching out for the one punch, but I mean, you still have to work. You you have to use your feet. You have to use your upper body to kind of keep this guy off of you when he's skin to skin on you. And it's going to be interesting to see him how he comes back. You're right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this guy is going to fight him, or how this guy's able he, to fight him. Is is he's able to does uh, Dubois still had a confidence to let his hands go and move and stick with the game plan instead of getting a little shy about somebody who's coming right at him trying to lay it on. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, the thing, too, is, 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 is make no mistake, he didn't, he didn't, he lost to a good fighter. Joe Joyce is a criminally underrated fighter, and it's easy to underrate him because he's a big, glacially slow, awkward guy. But the one thing Joe Joyce, well, there's a few things Joe Joyce has. Joe Joyce has an amateur pedigree, took up the sport late, but that's why, you know, at, you know he's at an advanced age just getting his career started because he fought amateur for a while. Joe Joyce has a tremendous jab. He, beat, he was beating Daniel Dubois with his jab along. That's what busted his eye up. Uh, the other thing, too, about Joe Joyce is Joe Joyce has tremendous lungs. He's a guy who's very steady, very relaxed, doesn't get tired. And another thing, too, about Joe Joyce, and this is the thing, this is why I knew Joe Joyce was going to beat Daniel Dubois. I watched them both fight coming up, and Daniel Dubois is a big, muscular guy, those fast twitch. Guys like that tend to not have the best one combat. Joe Joyce always kind of fought like a marathon guy. He's kind of the same pace the whole fight. Galatially mm-hmm. slow it is. But he comes forward. The one thing I knew is Joe Joyce has a tremendous, tremendous chin. The guy takes a hell of a shot. So if the guy decides he wants to come, you cannot stop him from coming. And uh, not only did he, yeah, I mean, Daniel he took Daniel Dubois' shot, and, and then he basically just outboxed him and pounded him down with pressure and a jab, and eventually the lungs. The lungs were a huge difference, but he was losing that fight regardless. Joe Joyce's next schedule, not signed yet, but he's more than likely to fight Alexander Usyk for the vacant title if Tyson Fury and uh, Anthony Joshua come to terms. Then that means that Joshua's going to have to vacate the WBO title. Uh, title, and it will be up between Anthony jo- uh, between Joe Joyce and Alexander Usyk. They fought in the World Series of Boxing early, early in their careers, and I watched that fight. I watched that fight a couple times. Usyk outmaneuvered him, outboxed him. I don't know if Usyk beats him now. It's a very, 
very interesting fight now. Usyk is not the same, not only because he's at heavyweight, but because at the World Series of Boxing he was at heavyweight, but he's not in his prime. And he physically appears to have more wear and tear on him than Joe Joyce. And Joe Joyce is a big man who's starting to hone in on his craft. He's always going to be slow, but he's learned what he is. And I think he's a very dangerous, compelling fight for a lot of guys in the division. Yeah, Usyk, um, like I would like to see that him against Joe Joyce. Just because Usyk, I, I see him outmaneuvering Joyce quite a bit, putting hands on Joyce quite a bit, not doing anything to Joyce all the time. Um, Usyk, <laughs> his power is he's he's. At heavyweight, he he's going to catch guys. He's, he's he's maneuverable enough, and he lets them go so much. From pretty good, I mean, he's straight until he's not. Um, and his feet are constantly moving. The, the problem with Usyk is that heavyweights, I mean, they're going to chew on his punch. They're going to chew on his punch and then step right through it. And you're going to catch the right heavyweight who's going to time him. Joyce, I don't know if he's that guy, I, 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 because Joyce is more offensive-minded. He's going to bring it, but he's not thinking about slipping and, and catching you. He's trying to you know, no, Joyce is an activity guy. Yeah, he's activity guy. Exactly. He's an activity guy going up against a ramped-up, better activity guy, um, who, who probably is a little more. He's maybe a little comparable with him with reach too. Because Usyk, people forget, Usyk has long arms. Um, real long. Real long arms. And, yeah, I, I mean, he, oh, yeah. Anyway, but Usyk, he, he's, I could see him outmaneuvering Joyce. Uh, and Usyk has the lungs for days to, 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 to do that. The problem is, if Joyce, one thing Joyce does have, also have is a high ring IQ. I mean, for, for him right now, he has a, he has a pretty good ring IQ. He does. He's got, if 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 he steps to the left, you know, Usyk Southpaw step to the left when he needs to and cut the ring off, cut cut his exits off, you know, incrementally making the fighting spaces smaller with that jab. Usyk, I mean, he could. I mean, Usyk has problems. I, I can see Usyk having problems having a overwork now because now you're getting boxed in by this big guy. That ramps up your work rate. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting fight, right? Interesting fight. Yeah. Interesting fight. Now, now let me ask you about another one that that, uh, um, it would probably be the, uh, let's see, the sponsor of the fight should be a leave, uh, definitely, because it's uh, Evander Holyfield is going to return on uh, June 5th. Oh, yeah. He's going to fight in in Florida at the... um, um, Hard Rock. I forgot who he's fighting too. I forgot who his exhibition is against. Yeah, I, I, I read that too, but I, don't, I totally forgot. Yeah, well, let me because uh, that's that's how much I commit exhibitions to yeah. my memory. Yeah. How about uh, although Valdez? I will say about tonight's fight, Ben Askren is going to get plastered. I will say that uh-huh. right here and there. Ben Askren uh, is going to get plastered. Uh, you They're see fighting the way that cruiserweight. They both weighed in. Um, ben Askren fought at 170 basically his whole career. So, you know, cruiserweight's 190. So he put on 20 pounds, but he put it all on in basically one place. Ben Askren is absolutely, like, going to get plastered. And I, I he's love the guy. He's going to take shots. He's going to take shots and be tough guy. Yep. You know, oh, look, Kevin, you know, he, he's, he's touting off a, that, you know, uh, that Jake Paul hasn't gone against anybody that's tough. Well, just because you're tough yeah. and you're going to stand in there and take a bunch of shots doesn't prove anything. And, and if I, you know, when I first brought on this, got on this show a year, year and a half ago, you know, it was, it was Askren against Jorge Masterball. And I said it then, and I'll say, you know, tomorrow or next week, he'd been Askren for it, you know? So, I just, I just hate the fact that Jake Paul is, is the favorite. And I mean, both, both uh, Askren and Mir have got, you know, the odds against them as, as UFC guys, you know. So the betting odds aren't even good as a UFC guy going in there. 
But it's just, mm-hmm. man, I, I just can't. This Jake Paul clown shoe guy, I cannot get over it, man. And I, and I hate, I, I'm not going to give a dime to watch it. it he's going to stand there and the just throw hands too, on right? And that's what gets me. The problem, the problem that, that, you know, again, you know, so, so Ben Askins a retired MMA fighter who was probably the last non-well-rounded guy in the history of the sport to compete um, at a high level. Uh, and, and, you know, the thing about this, though, is not only has he not shown any respect for what Jake Paul could potentially do in a ring, but he's kind of shown no respect for boxing by the way he's approached this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what could be the cool thing. Jake, uh, what makes Ben Askren so funny is he's an awesome, well-known troll, right? He's a troll. So I hope he trolls everybody and takes Jake Paul down and elbows his kid's head through the canvas. That would yeah. be the, the best thing ever. Hopefully that's why he came in 190 fat, because he's like, I'm just going to blast double leg this guy, elbow him, collect my check, and go home. Yeah, I work it. I, I, you know, just sit there for, you know, how many rounds and just eat Jake Paul's, you know, uh, punches, then finally just it's get fine. frustrated, shoot in, pick him up, suplex, double leg, whatever, take him down, smash him, and go for ground and pound. I, 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 it's crazy because the the I guess the co-main event Stevie Cunningham and Frank Mir and I can't believe I'm saying this that they are more legit than the main event literally did be glad because these two guys actually fought 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 in their profession they fought fought then I asked them fought fought in his profession Jake I mean. That's, I mean, it's a mockery. It's a mockery. Mm-hmm. You know, that Frank Mir uh... had stand-up. Frank Mir developed his striking, and he has a 70-pound advantage over the, yeah. the better boxer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul and Ben Askren is literally just something else. And, again, <laughs> man, it, it would be apropos for this whole circus thing if Askren just said, the hell with it, and took this guy down and choked him out. That would be like I would that that would that would make my year. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're gonna stay on this this celebrity boxing stuff, man, and making a farce out of everything, MMA and boxing, like I want I want Danny Bonaduce to come back or something, you know? <laughs> That's my guy, man. I used to love Bonaduce. That's my guy. <laughs> How about uh, Oscar Valdez? Uh, he's he's calling out uh, Javante Davis. He's talking about Lomachenko. He's talking about Santa Cruz. He's talking about Scar. Is there anybody there uh, willing to take him on, or um, feel that that would be a, a loss to do so? Well, he just beat Miguel Burchell, and that was right. a big victory. He was going in as a underdog. He came up in weight to win that fight. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Jamel Herring just knocked out Carl Frampton. So there's mm-hmm. a good chance that that fight could be made. Um, I don't think either guy's going to look to fight Shakur Stevenson at this moment. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Uh, one thing, uh, while we're on, while we were, I meant to tell you guys this, um, while we were on the kind of whole goofy boxing thing. Um, so, you know, Oscar De La Hoya is making his comeback, as we, you know, talked about last week. Um, and serious talks, from what I hear, to potentially fight MMA fighter, Philadelphia uh, uh, guy, Eddie Alvarez. Well, yeah, I, I saw fight. that. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, Eddie Alvarez is about to actually make another fight um, and, and over at one. He's about to come back. But... They said they were in serious negotiations for him to be uh, Oscar De La Hoya's comeback opponent. Wow. Oscar. And, you know, when, when guys sign with one, they have that kind of freedom. He could go in. Like, right. in the UFC, Eddie Alvarez couldn't do that, right? Like, for Conor McGregor to go ahead and fight Floyd Mayweather, the UFC had to be, like, they first of all, they had to say yes, and then they had to be the co-promoter. One doesn't have that kind of exclusivity with with their with their fighters, so Eddie Alvarez can go have that fight with Oscar De La Hoya. So good for him for having you know the, the ability to make that money. Bad for us because it's yet another 
what's going on tonight. The reason why no one all week has been talking about Robert Whitaker and Kevin Gaston, which at one time was supposed to be mm-hmm. a title defense for Robert Whitaker, who had a hernia right before the fight. So, right. like, this is a fight that was supposed to happen for the title a few years back. Nobody's talking about this fight because everybody's talking about this YouTube cat. Hey, Ty, just uh, for everybody to know that uh, Evander Holyfield is fighting uh, Kevin McBride. In the That's edition. right. No, uh, he's fighting the last guy who fought Tyson, maybe Brian Nielsen. No, just, uh, just Where's the Kevin McBride? Out. It's Kevin McBride, yeah. The, Kevin the last McBride, guy yeah. to fight Tyson. That's who he's fighting, yeah. But they added the uh, last guy Mike Tyson fought. Yeah, they added Tia Fima and, uh, and Kim Botas, um as a as That's the, not uh, on that same card. card, is it? Yep. The Tia, yep. The, the Tia Fimo Lopez George Cambosis fight is on the same card as that that yep. that fight. That's yep. that's unbelievable. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it'd be on uh, Fit TV. I haven't been able to stop. Oh, that's right. Because you know what? That is right. Because Teofimo Lopez is with Bob Aram. However, Bob, the the other that that little startup TV company. Outbidded him. They they put an astronomical bid in for this fight. That is absolutely right. So yeah, so so yeah, they would do that. So they're like a triller too. I don't think it's triller. What's it called? Fit TV or something? Yeah. But yeah, they're they're like a triller is doing this whole goofy promotion tonight, and this other company that bid on this fight for Tiafimo Lopez is like a triller. So they're looking to do these kind of events, too. So, yeah, now it makes sense. That is ridiculous, though. But, yeah, there it is. I haven't stopped thinking about Evander Holyfield this entire time during COVID. I mean, how is that man wearing a mask, you know, with one ear? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) When that chin, like the the mask should be scared. Well, guys, we're just uh, we're just up about uh, about up time here, uh, Bob. I, I, again, I thank you very much for all your your preparation and, and uh, tell the the captain of your ship. Uh, we thank her for allowing us to have uh, have time to talk to you and, and for driving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. Always my pleasure hooking up with Ty and Z, and I appreciate it. Okay, absolutely. Ty, you want to lead us out? Absolutely, sir. Hey, it was always a great show. Great talking to you guys. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone enjoy their week. Be safe. Mm-hmm. See? Another wonderful show. I want to thank Bob. I want to thank you, Butch, Utah. These shows definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. Anyone want to hear any fighting words? Please do call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I want to let everybody know that uh, I, I talked to uh, Dave Tabiri. Uh, he's uh, kind of tied up for the next two weeks, but he's going to come on with us. Uh, you know, the former uh, fighter that uh, lost the fight and was going to change the world with uh, the Tiberi Law, uh, with uh, a senator from, Senator Roth from uh, Delaware, but uh, it never went anywhere. But uh, he was a good friend of Chris's, and he wants to. <laughs> talk about some funny things uh, uh, all through his life that uh, Chris was there to help him uh, through. And uh, so uh, we w- we'll be doing that in about two weeks. Um, ladies and uh, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Bob for being on with us. Uh, Zito, you're always uh, right on with the, with that eye in, in the ring. It, uh, it really helps us out. And Ty, uh, with all your background, um, it uh, actually makes a, this hour goes so fast that, uh, you know, I, I look at the clock and all of a sudden it's time to go. So uh, I want to thank all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women of police and fire services, and the men and women on the front line of COVID, the doctors, the nurses, the lab folks, all the auxiliary folks, the janitors to keep it clean. Uh, we appreciate everything you do. Uh, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yaswitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Randy Childers, 
San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Anafu Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department, uh, Patrolman Robert Jermaine, Windermere, Florida Police Department, uh, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Rodney Bond, Delaware State Police, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, FDLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio, Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Boward, Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter, Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Clay Zerba, Newcastle, no, I'm sorry, Clay Zerba, uh, Clay County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department, Officer Bob McKetchen, Bill Bloxy, Kentucky Police Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Sergeant Brian Levine, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, and Deputy Mike Malik, um, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, I'll let you be 10 cent at this point in time, and sometime we'll be 10 cent at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hallow of his hand. Good night. God bless and have a great week.
1999. County dispatch to 1999. County dispatch to 1999. All units be advised, 1999's response to his last emergency. May God rest his soul. Thank <laughs> you.